to Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. I've got all the guys with me today on the podcast. Yeah, this is Rob Spexer, Pastor of Discipleship. Kevin Kenora, Biblical Counselor. Alex Tate, Sacred City Youth Director. How'd that feel, Kev? Felt great. All right, it's there good. we go. Official title, guys. Very official, man. Official, <laughs> official. All right, so following up from our uh, How to Study the Bible podcast, and we want to talk about the context of you reading or studying the Bible. Like, what's important um, with your surroundings? When do you do it? How, you know, what do you have with you? Tools of the trade, tips and tricks. And we're going to kind of, you know, hear from everybody, everybody mm-hmm. around the table mm-hmm. and um, and get us going in that regard. So, Rob, since you are the most seasoned... <laughs> Got Born earlier than everybody Master else. Of theology He's up there <laughs> over there. <laughs> He's got the most gray hair in this yeah. group. Okay, that's right. So, um, I, I guess I wanted to know from you, how has your Bible time changed over the years? Yeah, it, has it, or is it the same? You know, is it the same, or have, have you have, has it morphed? Uh, well, okay. So, devotional time changes all the time. I. I will do different things over different seasons, uh, you know, but if we're talking about Bible study, for the most part, it has pretty much stayed the same in terms of what we talked about in our previous podcast, in terms of the kind of the, um, uh, just the manner that I have, that I've studied, that I've studied scripture. Uh, I think one thing that took me a while to kind of figure out was the difference between the devotional and and Bible study. There was a time when I felt like I was supposed to be studying my Bible every day, in terms of you know you know working working through and realizing that that just is not humanly possible. That devotions are different than uh, Bible study. So it, it's it's funny. Uh, I look back on think of of course you know that seems obvious, but at the, at the time I, I felt like well now that I've you know understand how to study my Bible I should be doing this every single day and it just didn't practically work itself out. Uh, so uh, devotionals you know is every single day and and in with the do- devotionals one of the things the kind of the I guess the bridge between my devotionals and my study is that in devotionals when I'm reading scripture I'll be reading larger s- swaths of scripture. I, I will put question marks on things that I don't have time right now to study because I'm just doing a devotional. I'm just kind of seeking the spirit of God in terms of what I have for the day. And in terms, you know, I think what you said in the previous podcast, perhaps God will be sparking something in my, in my, my soul that I need to be responding to, but I don't always have that when I have a devotional, but many times I'll be reading through a passage and realize, boy, I really not certain what this means. And I'll just simply put a question mark by that or you know kind of maybe uh, mark it off a little bit. Maybe even write in there and say my question of what what's what's confusing me here. So then when I'm studying scripture, I will already have a number of questions that I for a passage that have been come up just in my in my devotional time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's break this down. Let's do both. Let's do do two for one. So okay. let's talk about when when and where you do your devotional reading and any tools that you've got and tricks, and then when and where you do your Bible study and any tools and tricks that you've got. Mm. All right? So my devotional reading changes with the seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it's nice out, as in right now, um, my Bible, my daily liturgy book, and one book 
that usually of substance of some kind of theology or something like that, I just keep on my porch. Mm. And so if it's not blazing hot or freezing cold, I wake up early before everybody else. I get my, uh, you know, pour over coffee and I go sit on the porch in the rocking chair and I start with my lit- daily liturgy book and I read through, you know, my just it's got different pieces, confession mm-hmm. of sin, absolution, profession of faith, catechism. And uh, and then it says scripture reading. And then I just do my scripture reading where I read old one Old Testament, one Psalm, one Proverb, mm-hmm. one New Testament. I've got a highlighter there with me. Anything that jumps off the page at me, I kind of highlight and uh, I pray through as I'm reading it. I pray through, repent confess what do I need to believe things come to my mind I repent and then I've got my phone there and my phone I, I don't open any social media I don't open anything out any email nothing like that mm-hmm. until after my Bible reading's done mm-hmm. but if I'm sitting there and we, we mentioned in the last podcast to do's come come up then I'll put them into my phone yeah. to get them out of, out of my out of my brain yeah. but that's uh, <clears throat> that's my context for Bible reading and devo- devotional reading. And then I'll do, so I'll do all that. And then like on Monday mornings, I'll right out of that, I come to the office and get to work on studying the passage for that, the, what I'm preaching on uh, that in that week. And I'll spend, you know, three hours that morning doing what we talked about, observing, interpreting context and application. And I do it on a whiteboard. I've got, I'll read my passage a few times. I, I will, ask all those questions we talked about and I have a big whiteboard and I just start writing stuff out, uh, you know, and then, and then I'll, uh, usually go to the commentaries later that day. Or, I mean, in, um, I'll do probably an hour and a half. I do all my own work and then I go start looking at commentaries, making sure I didn't miss anything and, mm-hmm. and whatever. So I have Logos Bible software. That's just game changer for me for, mm-hmm. for studying the Bible. It's got mobile apps. It's got, you know, it's just got mm-hmm. all kinds of, of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So that's, and a lot of commentary. So th- that's basically, so most of my Bible study is I do in my office. Yep. Quiet, door shut. I've got m- music without words playing. Mm-hmm. I've got a candle going. Like I, I just have set it. That's my system. Mm-hmm. And I got a cup of coffee. When I get after it, that's that's what that's how I, I get after it. And I can get into the zone. I can't remember. Oh, the uh, Cal Newport of Deep Work talks about having a workday ritual or startup ritual it really is a ritual. It's a liturgy. Mm-hmm. When I light the candle and I get my coffee and I start the music, it takes me most of the time like five minutes mm-hmm. to get into the zone. Mm-hmm. My brain is just is just trained to get into the zone when I get that that context. And the same thing when I sit on the porch. Oh, I'm just you know my first cup of coffee. It's just a, my first sip is just amazing. And I'm just sitting there and I'm not rushing. I'm not trying to check anything up check anything off off my list i'm just this is something i enjoy to do so yeah one uh, maybe an observation and a question for you the observation i'm making is that it's important that we have we're prepared so when you described what you do for your devotionals you are prepared you you have you know what you're going to be doing in that period period of time and i think that's really important to have consistent devotionals that we are in one sense I'm sure for you it's probably because it's become such a, a road to routine or rhythm that it's just you don't even think about it the night before. But, you know, so some people who may be just getting into this, they need to know. You just can't wake up and hope something works. You, you've really yeah. got to be thinking that through. So with that, that being the case, um, how, 
How long do you do, how long is that devotional that you just described for us, that devotional time? <clears throat> 45 minutes. Okay, 45 probably. minutes. So as we're probably listening to folks who maybe not have much of a devotional time, what should we encourage them to start with? Forty-five minutes. Oh, 45 no. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Um, anything is better than nothing. <clears throat> um, I my to-do list is as long as anybody's, and yet, for me, the the, the most important thing is starting. So now I run at a very high speed. Mm-hmm. My soul runs at a high speed. My brain runs at a high speed. Um, you guys know so. Once I get going, I can't slow down. Yeah. So this is why I've never been able to study at night. I've, I mean, I, I can't do mm-hmm. that kind of stuff at night. Right. I have to. So I have to start slow. I don't work out in the morning. I don't. I know a lot of guys get up and go. If I get up and start fast, I can't slow down. Hmm. So I have to start slow. So people are different. I get it. But I recommend people get up and spend. You know. 15 to 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, it, mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm not a fan of devotionals as far as devotional books that you have, you read one scripture and then you read a page on somebody's right. opinions. Right. I would rather just read a chapter of the Bible, right. but you don't understand it. That's okay. You're still reading the Bible. Right. God will do something. So mm-hmm. I just want to start slow, enjoy the Lord and not just hit the ground running mm-hmm. and take off. And that's that's a key I think a key phrase you just used there is enjoy the Lord. This is a time where you're mm-hmm. meeting with the Lord. It's a it's yeah. not a intellectual pursuit. It's not okay, I'm going to make it's it's not some magic to make the day better. Uh, it mm-hmm. is all about just meeting the meeting the Lord. Yeah, I think yeah. this is what the yeah. Lord is wanting from us yeah. is just enjoying him. That's good. Don't put pressure on your your quiet time or your devotional time like I need to get something out of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to get something out of this. Yeah. What do, don't that can, imagine if you went pass. on a date and that's what you're thinking, right. like with exactly. your wife, like I got to get something out of this. It's like, well, you're going to get some dinner and some conversation, but yeah. like it's about being with the Lord mm-hmm. and, and you do get something out of it. But a lot of the times you don't know what you're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. It's like the Lord's supper. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm getting out of the Lord's supper, but I'm getting something. The Lord tells me he's doing something, yeah. you know, yeah. magnificent in, in that. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. don't put pressure on yourself to have to understand something or feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, you're meeting with the Lord. And so that's it's just meant to be an enjoy. It's meant to be an enjoyable time. That's yeah. good. Right? Yeah. And that's I think cool. that's a good way of describing it is in our devotional time that we it is created in such a way, which I think is why you're using a different context, depending upon the season you want to you can in a sense, wake up and look forward to this time with the Lord in a context that is warm and encouraging and helpful. Yes. And as you said, slow yep. before you get moving. So in the winter, I, I, I'm I blessed now, first time in, ever in my life in the past couple of years, but we've got a fireplace. I've always wanted a fireplace. Mm-hmm. And so I can turn, and it's a fake one, but I can still, yep. you know, gas fireplace. I can turn the fireplace on. I've got my lazy boy that sits right next to the fireplace. And I've got my, I got a look, I asked Amanda, She's like, I'm tired of your books all over the house. So she bought me a little shelf just by my, <laughs> just by my Wherever lazy boy. You can boy. fit in it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I keep that 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 stack full right there, and yeah. so I I keep all my stuff right there during the winter. Yeah. So in the winter, that's what I do. I come in, I sit by the fire, and I've got a little soft glow lamp that I turn on that that I can have all the rest of the house dark, and I can just do my my time right there. 
that's good. With with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, I mean, a lot of my uh, study, of course, is very similar to yours when it comes to digging into scripture, planning sermons and all those things. But um, my devotion, I call it the, just the thirsty 30, right? So um, in in the midst of that, um, I actually leave the house and I go to the Y and I sit in the um, sauna and I just sit in the sauna and um, I start with prayer, um, 10 minutes. I start with um, just kind of worship, and I put music on for ten minutes, and then I, I jump into like my devotion and reading scripture for about um, ten minutes. You on your phone? Yeah, I, I take photos. I prep my night and everything so that I have it all right there. On How's my your phone? phone not get so hot? Sometimes it does, and I'm like, oh, dang! <laughs> <laughs> but but of course, like I, I try to. Um, I brought my phone into a sauna once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. thing became a lava rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes like, it does, but like most of the time, it works. So that's that's a good piece. But I, I start in the sauna and I just relax in there, and of course. Five o'clock in the morning, no one's there. I was so, gonna say you must get up pretty early yeah, because what happens when somebody walks in? Yeah, I wake up at four thirty, go to the gym at five, and no one's there. So my family's there. My my boys are shooting hoops. Brigitte's in the other sauna for the for the women. I'm in the um, for the men's, and we we wow. get our sauna time in, and then we what go you know? 100 miles an hour. We start lifting and doing all the things that what do you starts know? life. Yeah, so <laughs> cool. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have a very similar devotional time in, in the sauna. Is, uh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Different wives. No, I was using the general principle. No, he wears clothes. <laughs> he wears clothes when he studies the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That old guy interrupted my daily devotion and really messed me up. Oh, that's good. Oh, my goodness. That's good. No, the general principle that I try to – I have a place in my in our house. I have a desk that I, like you, make coffee. I sit, drink my coffee while I'm spending time in God's Word and then I move from right in from God's word. I too have a, a somewhat of a help in terms of a confessional. I like those because I'm not, you know, I'm not real good at confessing my sin. But somebody else can help me to see what I don't see in terms of just reading through that confession and the absolution that comes out of that. So mm-hmm. I'll use that and uh, yeah, and then just you know, enter in time of prayer. And I always like we you mentioned. I always have a a my. My my uh, you know focus planner, which I'm putting down anything that I comes into my head because I you know I, it's amazing. I wake up and I start thinking, and so I have to put those down, and so I can be focused on my devotions. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So for me, very similar themes to you guys. Um, I have a spot on my porch, and then a spot in our living room. Like to get up, make my coffee before anybody else is up, and like to sit there. Um, I usually have, so I don't use a, a journal or a planner or anything in my devotional time. I've pretty well disciplined myself not to do that because I tend to go, if I if I let myself start thinking about tasks, I'll just go down the rabbit trail and throw it all away. And um, next thing I know, the kids are up running around. Mm. Um, so I'll do my devotional time. It's typically three to five chapters of scripture. That's just kind of how my brain works. And then prayer and I'll usually have a book or two that I'm reading through. The goal is five to ten pages of each book. Um, just kind of like you've said before, Justin, having theology to work through and something to, to nourish that aspect of my soul. And then deeper study, I don't have a, a rigid schedule yet for which days of the week, but there are a couple days a week. I try to shoot for two days a week where I can get up and just really intentionally, um, if I have a, a writing project I'm working on, if I have a counseling case that I'm prepping for, that really helps me get 
deeply into scripture. And so for those things, I have a, a Logos subscription as well. And then I also have... I Hold on, that's a great point you just brought up. So he said, if I have a counseling situation. So this is encountering something in your life that you qu- don't really have a biblical answer for. Mm-hmm. And it pushes you mm-hmm. back to scripture to mm-hmm. study it. Yeah. That's something that we haven't talked about yet, but it's a really good motivator for Bible study. Mm-hmm. You you have a problem with your teenager and you mm-hmm. can't figure it out. You have a problem with the missional community member. You can't figure it out. You have a theological question. You can't figure it out. Yeah. You've got counseling situation and you take those questions, those situations, and you go back to scripture and you mm-hmm. say, what does scripture say mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. anger? What does yeah. scripture say about addiction? What does scripture say about these things? That That's a really good motivator mm-hmm. um, to, to send you back to scripture, to study scripture. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar. Jonathan Edwards had a system he called, I think, his miscellanies. <laughs> and so really? I have a, a much smaller scale version of that. Basically, he had a whole selection of journals and stuff so that as he came to Scripture, he had kind of a numbering system. And as he came to something, he'd stop and reflect on it more deeply and then just write down kind of like a, a miniature devotional. Um, so I'd do it. Why are you shaking your head? Yeah, no, Jonathan Edwards... <laughs> was Rain Man before Rain Man was Rain Man. Yeah. That guy, I mean... Th- That's a movie, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a movie. Rain Man's a movie, yeah. <clears throat> He's br- brilliant, like, on the spectrum. I mean, I'm not saying Jonathan Edwards on the spectrum, but, the, uh, like, an autistic savant type of, like, the guy's brain. He studied for 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. The guy's brain was fascinating, meticulous, methodical, and so he had a very... He had a, a system. And I've heard of guys that do this, like... They use like they use different colors mm-hmm. for their Bible. So any question they have, they'll like put in orange or something. Mm. And anything that's about Jesus, they put in mm-hmm. red. Anything that they don't, you know, whatever. They have all these like, think of a map that's got uh, what's the thing? The legend. The legend. Yep. Yep. They have like a legend, and I did that like for like a week one time, <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, this is too complicated. I, my brain doesn't work that way. Forget what color is which. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and so now I have no method to my madness. Mm-hmm. I just use different colors just to insert. I circle some things. I underline. I square some things. I put questions. Yeah. I have no method. I just have a bunch of notes, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But Jonathan Edwards was was. Yeah. They they say he was the best theologian that America has ever produced. Mm-hmm. The best, not just theologian, thinker, yeah. like philosopher. He could engage with philosophy. He was absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. So similar. Not. not so Kevin's kind of like that. Yeah. Right. I'm working right. towards that made me it. You think know? of Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> I take the second best. You know. But. I'll take second best. <laughs> He's hyping his counseling, though, huh? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. But that's that's kind of my my flow, my liturgy to the mm-hmm. to the week. It's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anybody sitting on the fence with Logos, Logos is a hefty investment. Mm. It's not cheap. Now, I don't know. I know you can get the app, and they have, like, base versions and stuff. That I don't know how much those base versions are, but I know, like, my version is the version that I've got. I think it's, like, Diamond or something. Mm. I don't even know. Platinum, I think. Platinum. I love it. it <laughs> Yeah, you're using it, aren't you? Uh, You're my son in the faith. You're my son in the faith. That's right. Uh, So, but I I have something like, I don't even know, like 12,000 books Mm. on this this Logos, you know? And so, but it's expensive. But, man, I would really recommend it um, for people. It's, everything's searchable. Mm -hmm. It's, you can go to the Greek, you can go to the Hebrew, you know, you can, 
it's take just notes take notes. You can do all kind of people writing sermons in it now. There's all there's all kind of stuff that I'm not even using. Yeah. It can even integrate with the church. I don't even know how that works, but mm. Sunday morning church can integrate with Logos. But all right, so did we get? Is that it? We do we do we get through everybody? Yeah. Well, I, I guess I didn't talk about my study. Okay. Yeah. But, you're but, and I, I I do what you do, and that is that there are certain days that I. And it's always in the morning, so it's been interesting that I've been listening to all of us here. We do, we do our devotions in the morning. We typically do our study mm-hmm. in in the morning. Um, I I don't know if that's I, I'm not sure what to think of that. I mean, I, I'm sure there's people out there who are night owls and that they probably Al Moeller. Oh, we've we've got a hand over here. Yeah, we Joel Bickford. We got a Joel Bickford. Joel Bickford and here. Al Moeller. Al Moeller <laughs> does all of his stuff like like is, at 11 p.m. at night or something that like that. Right. Okay. Till like one or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you know it probably does depend upon the individual and how they function and what where they function the best and and such and maybe the place that they can, you know, be the quietest. You know, yeah. I, I would guess that probably that's part of it is that where is it that they can they can get away from the noise of the world mm-hmm. around them and maybe that's that works for certain individuals. And again, I think you'd have to be a night owl. I'm not. I'm not nine o'clock and I'm starting to crash. Me but, too. You know, so. my mouth is open and I'm asleep in my chair by nine p.m. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. My wife's always like, how's that show? You like it? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so si- similar. I tried, I have a r- rhythm and routine, and uh, I will... I too use music that's without words, and I will. I do change my location depending upon uh, where I feel like I can get the quietest place or I can be most concentrated. So I do have a, a spot in my basement that's got a desk. I have a spot upstairs that got a desk and I've got a desk here. So it's one of those three places you'll find me. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, my quiet time and study has changed quite a bit over the years. I remember when I was 18 years old and <clears throat> just newly saved, I was at Augustana College. I'm in a dorm with a roommate who is my best, who was my best friend and loved him to death, but was not a Christian and wasn't living a Christian life. And I, but I would wake, you know, I got my little desk in my room. Yeah. I would wake up before him. He's in his bed right next to me, you know, and I'm, I would, I would, my devotional time pretty much looked the same then. It was early. I read a few chapters and uh, no liturgy book or anything, just reading the Bible. But then there's been times where or the place has always changed. So I had a place in my basement, like literally in a little workshop area that I have, right. just anywhere quiet. Right. But if you can make it, I mean, cozy, if you can make it, you, you want to have a spot that you enjoy, that you literally like just want to be, you want to be in that spot. Yes. And so my wife, she's done something really interesting. She knows if she leaves, if she, um, if she gets out of our bedroom in the morning she sees the dishes. She sees that, you know, she sees all the stuff. So what she did was, and she d- did all kind of things. She's got this little, like, well, I got it for when I had a knee injury. It's like a little infrared light. So it gives you like warmth mm. and light, mm. like as if it's from the sun. Mm-hmm. And during the winter, during the winter, when, when she's, we're waking up before the mm-hmm. sun is up, mm-hmm. she's got a little spot, a little chair in my, in our bedroom by the window. And it's got that little infrared light right by it. <laughs> and she gets her coffee and then she sits in that and she'll open the blind if there's any sunlight out. But, and then she turns that little lamp on and one, I keep, I keep my bedroom like an ice box. So that, that warms her up, that warms her up, but it also, it's in our bedroom 
And so, and she can keep her little shelf there with her little books. And so she's got her little niche that, and it's designed that she, the way that she likes it. And it's a space that calls her name, mm. you know, like, huh. I like good design. Mm-hmm. Like even with my, it's funny when I, when, if you spend money on a, like for me, I, I spent money on a, a nice mountain bike and it's, it looks so stinking cool. Every time I look at that bike, I'm like, man, I want to get on. That I want to ride that bike <laughs> right now. You know, that's what good design is meant to do. And yeah. if you design your space, if your space is full of, you know, wrappers and garbage and and it's like, which is like my garage right now, my garage, because I have so many kids. Like, I thought having a home garage would make it easier to work out. No. Now, in order to work out, I actually go clean the garage before I work out. So you ain't working out. So it's worse. <laughs> it's worse. Now it's I got to clean the garage, but when the garage is clean, then I do want to work out in the yeah. garage, right? But so having a space that is conducive to what you like, yeah. you know, how what that whatever it is, that you just, it pulls you out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to go and get that cup of coffee or get that tea or get that thing, sit in your space, have your quiet time, and start start the day out in a in a in a good in a good space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And I, again, so my days when I was working in o- Omaha, it was like four. I'd, I'd wake up at four a.m. And, and you know, and, and just it's just it's always it's changed a lot over the years as we lived in apartments and I've lived in smaller houses and bigger houses, but I think. The goal is to create a space that you enjoy being, yeah. and then it kind of it kind of draws you into it. Um, when you're ready to study scripture, morning, noon, night, whatever that is for you. Yeah, yeah. right. It's good. So, anything yeah. else? That's good. All right, guys. Well, hopefully this was helpful for you. We want you to love God, love His Word, and and spend a lot of time in it. So, create your space. If you got a, maybe you need to go tell your husband you need a new chair, you need a new bookshelf. All right. Uh, whatever it is, let's make that space and let's spend time in the Word. All right, guys, if you get any questions, email me, justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless. Mm-hmm.